Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. We are officially live. We are live. Hi, everyone. We are live for our second episode on this Tuesday, December December 26, 2023, episode 176. And since the episode has a number, we're going to tip our hat to a former Dolphin player who wore the number 76. Not a whole lot of choices. Uh, players who were prominent the first time around, we went with Brandon Albert. This time I'm going to go with right tackle James Brown. Hardest man, hardest working man in show business. Uh, and he was a four-year starter, right tackle for the Dolphins. And what makes him interesting is he was acquired after Jimmy Johnson took over as head coach in 1996 in a, at the time, very rare trade with a division opponent, the New York Jets. Dolphins gave up fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick for him, as I recall. And he wound up starting for four years for the Dolphins. Uh, was a solid player, not a Pro Bowl uh, didn't make the Pro Bowl, but was a solid starter. And to get that for a six-round pick certainly would qualify as a good trade for the Dolphins. So we heard to talk some hard knocks, episode six. Omar, your overall thoughts? Um, let's begin how I viewed the episode or how we re- reviewed the episode. Um, I enjoyed it. It followed the typical hard knocks formula. Um, they gave Raheem Mostert a more prominent role going back to his hometown um also showing opening up his gifts for christmas with his family like oh man did you see raheem's tree that was a phenomenal tree man i was like wow that that, 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 should be either i mean yeah i mean the house is nice but the the tree is is, it was really special um i actually think i know what community he lives in uh based on the house like it's Players generally live in one community, so they do. They do. Um, but uh, I like the episode. I don't think it was their best, but I liked so many different dynamics of it. Uh, I love the be- I love the behind the scenes stuff, like the Joe Tremino. Come on, I, who who hasn't known Joe Tremino if you've been around the organization and and you know, like for him to be featured. And I do remember him being featured on the Joe Philbin Hard Knocks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so think about it. You're featuring a guy who's, who's a foundational piece for the organization for 30 years. That is chef kiss. Um, we've always seen them building the Christmas stories about the Christmas gifts and, you know, to a, the, the, I love how they sewed it, sewed into the episode to annoying everybody about opening the gifts over and over and over and over again. Um, that created a common theme and, and just sold it all together. And then for him to get simulated simulated golf f- 
for 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 all of his guys in his quarterback room. I think that's phenomenal. I really want to know what he got his offensive lineman because he always gets his offensive lineman a phenomenal gift. So I'll be hunting that down the locker room on Wednesday. There you go, man. You covered a lot of territory. Okay, that's it. That's our recap for tonight. Good night. Uh, well, no, I'm just joking. Um, no, I, to me, the best part about the Tua thing is he was like going crazy the whole time. Like, can we open him? Can we open him? Can we open him? And then did you see the look on his face when they were about to open the golf simulators? I mean, that look was awesome. He had like this excited look on his face. Like He's he was talking about Christmas since December started. No, I know, but it wasn't just receiving the gifts. It was the completely jacked look on his face as he was about to give him the present. That was that was really, really cool. And then Marino passing out the isotoner gloves. That's pretty funny, too, I have to say. Nice flashback, as you mentioned, to the 2012 hard knocks. And you saw a shot of Joe Philbin walking on the field with Mike Sherman and then Joe Shimino doing that. Um, I like I like the Cater Kohu stuff with his family. You know I would, and they're they're speaking French, so you know right right. No, right. So no. I, I, if if I had a criticism about the entire episode, I'm sorry. It was the I mean, great storyline, and I really, really, really do like Cater, but like don't feature him on a game where he kind of struggled and a stretch where he struggled. That's the first time I ever saw Hard Knocks really be critical of anybody. How were they critical? Uh, they, he, they showed they showed they showed him releasing a Lamb and scoring a touchdown, and they like and then showed his family like, oh, that was on. Well, but then they also had Liev Schreiber, the, the the narrator, explain that he wasn't ready to cover him, and then he and, and then he passed him off. I I didn't think it made him it made him look horrible, to be honest with you. And it's again. You, we certainly can ask why is it that they're doing backstories on certain players who are not necessarily the highest profile players on the team. Like we haven't seen zip from Jalen Ramsey zip from Jalen Waddle. Uh, haven't really seen X and he was mic'd up for this game. Zip from X. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I thought the minute they put a cater on talking to Mike McDaniel was like, this is your team too. You know? And I'm like, that's kind of a weird little conversation. I don't even know they, that that clearly seemed to be a conversation that they took from somewhere um, and just sewed it into the episode because they had it. Um, Cater just came out of left field. So no, but he also told him at, at a practice that David Long and you are like tone setters at practice. If it starts getting like a little dull or whatever, not spirited that you guys expect you guys to like mm -hmm. back it up. Uh, as I always do, I have like your notes. Yeah. Notes. I mean, I do it in oh, big pipe them up. I, I, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Tomorrow morning on alldolphins.com, I will have my weekly story on the top 10 hard knocks moments. So gotcha. that's why I already put them up. Um, Christian Wilkins, dude, in the locker room. This, this guy's going to knock over Tom Garfinkel and Stephen Ross. Holy moly, with the flying bump chests. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. I'm sorry. Um, I, I go ahead. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on the episode. I've shared enough. No, dude, I, I kind of, um, yeah, it, it wasn't the greatest. I, I like the most of going back to New Smyrna, New Smyrna beach. That was very, very cool. Where is New Smyrna beach? I always thought it was Jacksonville. Where is it? No, he said it was a three hour drive. So, okay. So news, I got to figure out where this New Smyrna beach is. 
Yeah, I had looked it up on a map actually the first time it came up because I, I wasn't aware either. And I think it's in the middle of the state. Yeah, I think I've been there. Um, I just don't remember it. It's not a I don't think it's a memorable place, no offense. Oh, um, sorry, Omar. Great nugget. I did not know this. When Christian buys the, the donuts for everybody in the room and says, We all know Christian is the cheapest guy on the team or on the planet, whatever. And then people in the background are going, No, Liam. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's another thing I got to get to the bottom of um, why Liam is so cheap. Um, that that is that is something that does intrigue me because you know I'm I'm intrigued by weird things. Um, here's here's things that stood out to me. One, Mike McDaniel's outfit team meeting. Uh, he's wearing some Christian Louboutins. They're white, Phen- phenomenal. A Givenchy, uh You know he you know his his wardrobe of, of sweater and. And and short, you know, the Mike McDaniel Halloween costume um, was mwah, chef kiss. Um, Mike McDaniel really told his team to tell the media to f off. Yeah, I I I didn't know when he Are said you- it. I thought it was like in jest. No, he, he really did. And oddly enough, nobody told us to f off because Perk did ask the questions, trying to see if somebody would tell him to f off. Nobody did. Mm, interesting. No. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed thoroughly them showing the practice moments of Tyreek testing out his ankle. And I remember those moments because I actually saw myself in the background of hard knocks and you did. Uh, yeah. I, and Tyreek said, I couldn't break down how I wanted to. I can't get in and out of my, my S H I T. Oh, that hurt so bad. Um, you could tell. And I think that was the second day Tyreek. No, I think that was the first. I'm trying to remember based on my wardrobe. So, yeah, that was the first day he tested out his ankle. But then then he started picking it up later in the practice, and we have the narration going, even at less than 100%, the cheetah can do certain things no other cat can. Come on, it's cute. Yeah, I know it was. It okay, was. Then, okay, Jesus. Oh, we never saw it didn't happen, but – and at the end of the episode, they went back to it, the Christmas Carol celebration, which actually is very, very clever, but it, it's it's kind of elaborate. Oh, Did no. You, that thing was like horrible. I hated it. I hated it from the very start. I felt yeah. like they felt pressure from Tua to make it Christmas-themed. It, it was just a bad – you could see the, 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 the operation of it was whack, so they abandoned it. Correct. It's, no. Yeah. It, it's way too elaborate. It's way too – it's way too complex. People are going to look at it and then wonder what the heck is going on. Like, I'm sorry, you got to simplify that thing a little bit. That that was they have pulled off so much more complicated celebrations, and that one just was a bust from the beginning. Hated it, hated it. Yeah, because it was tough to pull off. I mean, uh, was it the Ravens yesterday? I think when Zay Flowers scored, did one of those that looked like maybe the grit, the Grinch, who stole Christmas, who wound up like they're putting like stuff in a bag, and they all like walked away from the end zone like holding it like this which was very cool dolphins are gonna have a hard time topping the roller coaster ride sorry that's as a celebration come on and don't don't give me the conga line please don't give me the conga. I, I don't even think that's their best celebration the um the dance um i forget what Ty, um it's a where tyreek does the dance and 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 basically puts his it, it's a backwards flip. I forget what movie's from. Somebody in the comment section. It's a it's a it's an urban movie about a dance battles. Um and that that was to me the best celebration. Also, one of my takes, did you know they call him Uncle Dan? 
I think I had heard that, yes. Okay, I didn't know that. I think I had heard that. Um, wasn't necessarily crazy, and, and it didn't take up very long of the episode, but I don't know why they needed to Stomp the Yard is the movie. It's, it's, the, it's the finishing dance move from Stomp the Yard, where the guy does a backflip and stands up and basically stands up on his hand, yeah, and Tyreek executed it perfect, perfectly, yes. That that's the movie. Stomp the yard. Very good movie, by the way. Okay, guys, guys in the comments, can you tell us if you preferred the roller coaster celebration or the stomp the yard? Um, yeah, even though it didn't take up very very much time of the episode, I didn't really have. This, I don't know. If there was a need to go back to Raheem's record breaking touchdown and Alec in gold going in there to to retrieve the ball. I mean, they had covered it already. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yes, a, a commenter says, and and I'll bring up Danny's comment. A moment that he really liked was was Mike telling Marino yes. we're coming for your records there, and that was I I was like yeah that's true, and Marino knows all his records or he's Marino has told me my records are meant to be broken. Um, I think that uh, they they are aware that yeah this is their Dolphins are going to become the best offense in in Dolphins history, um, and that's what they're shooting for. I think I think they're close. That's a poopard question to be honest with you. Um, Huh? For, for how many me. records? How many records are they close to taking down? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked at it. Um, yeah. I mean, everything. All. All. All I have to do is compare it to '84 because that's where when all the records were mm -hmm. set. I, I like the other one of of Kohu's younger brother, who's in who's in the up in the end zone, and Van Ginkle gets a sack, and he's going like Andrew Van Ginkle. I need to start using him in Madden. I'm not gonna lie. That was that was awesome. That that was awesome. Um, I really liked the moment where uh, Mike McDaniel says to them in the locker room. I'm hoping, I'm we're praying that this comes down to fourth quarter. I, I want that for this team because we have a special team. And I, I, I and apparently the team did not like that comment. And but I understood where he's coming from because Mike McDaniel has always been about trying to inject belief into this team that you're a special team. You're gonna be special. And you have to go through these things to have the special season that you're going to have. You're destined to have. And he said it so much. I buy into it. I believe it. Um, I think they, they are a special team. Um, I think that the adversity, every single time they face adversity, I think it forges them to be better as a team. Um, part of the reason I wrote my column um, that I'm sure somebody in the Montreal Expos hat will, will not necessarily uh, believe it. <laughs> Uh, in regards to, I believe that this is the moment. I've been waiting impatiently for the moment where Tua ascend himself into greatness and elite status as a quarterback. It has not happened yet. Um, even though this is very adverse situations for him, especially if Waddle cannot play, especially if Raheem is not 100%, and we all know Raheem already wasn't 100%, but the ankle now. And it's an ankle, not a knee. Um, Tyreek not being all the way back. Offensive line, four backups having to play. Uh, this is not exactly the most ideal situation, but elite quarterbacks elevate the talent around them, and they do it no matter what. And I make the argument in my columns. You can find it on alldolphins.com. Um, I'm not in position to put the banner. There you go. There you go. I wrote a column on alldolphins.com. I'm 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 hopeful that Poupard will share his thoughts and opinions on it. Um, that if Tua wins, and I took this from 
behind enemy lines, who we had uh, Todd Karpovich. Todd Karpovich. Baltimore Good Sports. Episode, which you can find on alldolphins.com. Look for it. You know, you need to be watching behind enemy lines because it's always a very insightful episode and it doesn't have a, a timestamp on it. You can watch it at any point during the week. That's on YouTube. You see, not on alldolphins.com. Go ahead, Omar. But he's right. Whoever wins the AFC's number one seed is more than likely going to win the NFL MVP because it's not going to be somebody from the NFC. Ooh, we sure about that? Who is it going to be? Again. Don't, don't, don't again. Who's it going to be? It could be Christian McCaffrey. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. Don't be uh, ridiculous. Okay, what was the alternative title we're going to have for this for this podcast? Oh yeah, I said what I said, and here's to me. I am going to say it. I've said it before. Let's see how it plays out. The final two games. I absolutely think Tua has a shot at the MVP. Yes, Lamar Jackson right now would be the would be the guy, and according to the odds, this idea that Tyreek Hill is being dismissed, which you did, is highly disrespectful to me because I'm going to say it. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. I don't care if he reaches 2,000 yards. He is the one who makes this offense special, okay? And it's not just me saying that. Notice the number of times in the past couple of weeks that Mike McDaniel has begun saying the impact that Tua makes whether or not he gets the ball. You wonder why there's why the Dolphin receivers are so wide open so often, i.e. Durham Smythe against Dallas. There is so much focus on Tyreek whenever he's on the field like no other receiver in the NFL. Having said that, your your point, well, part of your point of your column is you're giving away. That's a weird look you're, you're giving. You're giving me the tweets with a one eye open, one one. You're going to give me nightmares. Um, your point about like Tua creating his legacy if he balls out in the next two games and the Dolphins win. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. Uh, and I, I've said I, it's not no secret that I've said all along. That's what I. That's what I need to see to put my my staff on. If he if he does that in the next two games, you're gonna get this from me. You win the next two games. You beat Lamar on his yeah. turf. Yeah, and then you beat Josh Allen. I think all three of them are the MVP front runners or candidates because it's not going to anybody but a quarterback. Everybody has already said it's a quarterback award. No, no, not everybody. Maybe maybe. Dudes like you and some other dudes in the media, but no. And and I've also read in many places in the national media that maybe this is the year that actually it doesn't go. Because, again, to me, it's crystal clear, even more so in San Francisco than here. But like I said, Tyreek Hill is the best player on this offense. And in San Francisco, even more so, it's not even close. Christian McCaffrey is the dude on that offense, not Brock Purdy. You said what you said, huh? Yes, I said what I said. Should we start attacking some of our questions here? Yes, we should. Okay, we're going to start with take this down. Big bad Frank, thank you, Frank, for the contribution. Any insight on Raheem's shin ankle injury? As Omar pointed out, it's not shin, and he got the Dallas dude, as you saw in Hard Knocks, kind of got him from the side, uh, and then Teron Armstead just to add more pain, like landed on top of him. That couldn't have felt good. Mike McDaniel addressed Raheem yesterday, basically said he could have gone back in the game. Um, they they were kind of like, no, nah, dude, why don't you sit it out? And then Jeff Wilson got in late in the game and really did a good job. And it was kind of those where they decided, meh. Stick nah, with the hot hand. 
good. But I, it's going to be like he'll barely practice this week and he'll be on the field. So I'd be shocked play. if he practiced. Uh, Mike McDaniel already held him out of two practices last week, and he's been Raheem's been living in the training room since probably the midseason. And, you know, uh, they've got trust in one another. Everybody knows Raheem is, is Mike McDaniel's favorite. So it's or or they have a, a mutual respect for one another. Um, even Mike McDaniel addressing the fact that he had to basically he has to basically force Raheem to sit out practice and and said, um, what did he say? Um, I forget how he chastised Raheem. He's like, you're going to not you're, you're going to sit and I don't care what you got to say about it. Um, no, and then the last episode of, of Hard Knocks is him the morning after Christmas morning opening the presents and it didn't look like it was any discomfort i didn't didn't see anything yeah but the hard knock crew's there are you gonna wear your boot during a hard knocks crew you think he actually had a walking boot took it off for, for the, no, the what, what, what what player do you know that suffers an ankle injury or a high or lower leg injury is not in a walking boot like um alec alec ingold's still in a walking boot there's uh, some significance huh there is some significance to the injury if you're in a walk not every single ankle sprain Gets done. Okay, Omar, let's attack more questions. David here. This is for you, Omar. What kind of stats does Tua need to, to have to solidify that he is elite? Passer yards wins. Don't care about the stats. Lead your team to a victory. Do 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 what elite quarter win. Beat Lamar Jackson's team. Mister, I always point as passer rating every single solitary occasion. No longer. Uh, oh, but I'm also Mr. I quarterback's win-loss record is That's what true. matters. Okay. So if they win seven. Okay. If they win seven to three, the next two is games. Is that an accusation that I'm not consistent? What's going on here? What was that little smug little look? You know exactly what it was, but okay. Uh, so you're telling me, you're telling me, Omar, if they win the next two games, seven three with the defense recording five sacks and four takeaways each time, two was a lead because they won the last two games. Don't care. He put to put his team in the number one seed in the AFC East in a very competitive AFC, and even if the offense, he got it. He got his. Yeah, I don't game. care. Even even if the he got his team first round by, he got his team um, home All field advantage. The team got a first round by not he the team, and this is my problem with the whole one loss. Who was it who had? Oh, Aiden O'Connell. You see that Raiders? Any of the Raiders Chiefs game yesterday? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, Aiden O'Connell was like six for twenty-one for seventy-four yards, fifty-four passer rating, but the defense scored two touchdowns. He got a W. Elite. He could he could have threw two pick sixes like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, if that's the bar, then okay. Finns RK zero nine. What's the plan if Waddle? And thank you first of all. What's the plan if Waddle and Chosen can't play? Also, thoughts on serving, signing Jarvis? Can he learn the offense fast enough? No. Um. No. Uh. What's the thoughts on offense? Chosen is clearly in concussion protocol. Um. Realize that without absolute confirmation when I saw him on the sidelines in the second half in street close. So that means that they absolutely ruled him out of returning to the game. Uh, I think the chance of him playing this week is zero. Maybe I'll put it at 1%. Um, just give you a chance. Uh, 
Right now, let's say Waddle, I don't know. We'll know. He clearly won't practice on Wednesday. Maybe he practices on Thursday. Um, I don't know what that situation is. And this isn't the only injury that Waddle has fought this season. <sighs> um, if they don't play, you're going to have to play a lot more Braxton Barrios, River Craycraft, Cedric Wilson with Tyreek. Probably have to lean more on the fullback and the tight ends. And you were saying? I'm about to point out that somebody brought this up in the in a mailbag that I did on alldolphins.com. The possibility of to get that speed element on the field, possibility of elevating Anthony Schwartz from the practice squad. Oh, that anyway, no. And Omar Omar just shot down that idea. I'm saying uh, um I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but you're telling me that um it's for, it's a, for a specific role. Anthony Schwartz is the only guy with that kind of beep, beep speed. You're correct. Brandon Sanders doesn't have it. And then the other dude on the practice squad, if they, they have another wide receiver, does not have it. Oh, you, you make a valid point, except for Brandon Sanders' hands are stone. No, but if you want to be a decoy. We're talking about, we're talking about Schwartz here. I'm sorry. Yeah, correct. For, but it, to me, it would be for a very specific role. And it would be like maybe six, seven offense. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. That's a valid point. That's a. That's a. Actually, you you make a valid point. Let me not. It wasn't you. mine. It was. Yeah. Let me not poop you your idea. But I I just think this this Schwartz is good. Narrative is a little bit overrated. And oh, I don't think any. I don't think you were suggesting. That, no, I agree with you. He's got a reputation of bad broad runner and and drop issues, but. Again, if he's so bad, they, why are they keeping him on the practice squad? I, I, it's funny because I don't didn't know anything about the dude. And the first couple of practices that I noticed, you know what I noticed? Bad route runner and drops the ball. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, oh, that's the M.O. on this cat? Oh, okay, makes sense now. Well, you, you, you're a guy with decent size who, run like, who runs like a 4-2-7 or something. There's, there's a reason. Okay, Kevin Fisher, thanks for the contribution very much. Two pieces. Kevin. Happy holidays to you. To everybody, absolutely. But happy holidays to everybody, not just people who give us money. Uh, um, Rob Hunt and Jerome Baker will be available. And what's the number one key to stopping Lamar's scrambling? Thanks as always, gents. No, they will not be available. Um, Jerome is not available for this game. He's available for Buffalo, and I think he's gonna be ready for Buffalo, I'm assuming, um, considering he's rehabbing on the field every single day that I'm I'm out there. And if Rob Hunt was coming back this week, he probably would have practiced last week, is my guess, or tested it out. I think he tests it out before he even practices. Uh, I think the nature of that Rob Hunt injury was far more severe than than they've let on that it was. Um, and my my former colleague, Chris Perkins, is probably the one that tipped me off on it considering it is the size of a grapefruit and it is basically black and blue and it's very nasty looking. Okay. Uh, and the second part of the question for, for Kevin, what's the number one key to, to stopping Lamar scrambling? It's tough because Lamar is not strictly, hold on. Lamar is not strictly going outside and running like that. If you saw the game last night, there were several instances where he's like going up, to the right, to the left, back up. Yeah, to the right. yeah, 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 yeah. Like a joystick, and then he finds an opening and he goes. 
putting my thing, on in, in honor of Tua. There you go. One uh, thing uh, I suspect, if ever we're going to see more man than usual, this might be your game. You know, eh, I don't know if I want to play man. No, 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 no. You know what? That's the other way around. It's the other way around. I'm completely – okay, I lost it. Never mind. Uh, the fact that they play zone yeah, gives them a better – normally, if you're playing man, you're looking at your guy strictly, and if he's going yes. up the field, you yeah. got your eyes – you got your back to the, the quarterback. So yeah. the fact that they play zone is going to help them in recognizing quickly when Jackson's going. Um, they, but you do need a spy, and um, they ain't, they ain't got nobody who can spy Lamar because they don't have anybody who can spy Lamar. But you, that doesn't mean that you don't need a spy. Um, also about gap integrity. If you're supposed to rush outside, stay outside. Don't try to be a hero because if you go inside, then you're giving Lamar the outside, and vice versa. So it's it takes a whole lot of discipline. To yeah. rush, but rush responsibly. Look at you. You sound like Vic Fangio. Yeah, I could I could challenge channel you, Vic Fangio, right now. Rush responsibly. Uh, if they were to spy, who would that spy be? Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right now? Yeah, right now. Tell it to me. I mean, there, I, I, there's not even – I don't know if there's a DB on that team who can, who can, who can stay with them. Uh, Duke Riley maybe? Yeah, I mean, but Duke Riley's got his own responsibilities. But well, they all do. I mean, who, you, you, who's it going to be? Generally have had a, they generally have had to play another safety. Um, remember that was when they play those athletic quarterbacks, it's always a, another safety coming in, probably filling in a, a linebacker role. And I remember when it was Walt Aikens one time, I think Javon Holland has worked as a spy. I remember Minka Fitzpatrick playing the spy. Um, I, I can't remember if it was Javon the last time they played uh, the Ravens. Well, they've had the last times I've, I've noticed somebody play spy has been Jerome Baker, and then there was one time it was Channing. There was Jerome Baker. It was, Channing, it was Channing Tindall also, and Channing yes, Tindall played the spy, spy against. Was it against Justin Fields last year? Maybe. Interesting. Uh, I believe that may have been the game, and it didn't work out necessarily all that great. 
Joe, thanks for the contribution. Love your guys' show. Do you see Ramsey as a good teammate? I never see him in any speeches, group, etc. I'm a huge fan of his. Well, in that, in that case, if you if you huge fan of his, he's an awesome teammate. No, I think he's a good teammate. I think I've, we've seen him work and mentor and develop young players and 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 get everybody right. I mean, think about how he's been a teammate the first three months of the season when he was rehabbing. Um, he was a phenomenal teammate. Um, I just don't think Ramsey is the type of guy who gets in front of neither is X type of guy who gets in front of a group and goes rah rah rah. Okay. You know, this is the the the, the vocal leader. Um, Juan Lopez says, man, oh, hold on, hold on. Do I not get to chime in? I was joking, by the way. Yes, Ramsey's a good leader, but he's not, he's not like, a, like Omar said, he's not a, an overly vocal guy. Go ahead, Juan. Juan, my man, Christian Wilkins is going to hurt Steve Ross. Listen, Steve Ross is not this fragile old man that y'all think he is. Um, I haven't checked with him lately, but the last time I heard, he did like something like 50. 50 levels of stairs and not like a stairmaster, but his actual stairs in his building. He'd do floors. He'd walk up instead of using the elevator and, or, or that's what the exercise. I got to check to see if he's still, you know, keeping that up, but you know, he's back on these streets and, and as a divorcee. So, you know, you got to keep your sexy on. So maybe that's why, that's why he's doing that. But still having said all that, I mean, Christian Wilkins is what 315 pounds and Steven Ross is, not 315 pounds. I, I love I love the fact, you know, it's funny that they made they made sure everybody knows Christian's the cheapest man on the team. And well, we knew that by the way. Yeah, we knew that from the beginning when he first joined the Dolphins, and he told us that he was like very proud of that fact. Yeah, well, you ain't that cheap if he's in courtside of the heat games. And I've seen he's in courtside of the heat games a couple of times, brother. Unless they're free tickets. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe somebody's comping him, right? You might be right. It might be his. his uh, Sorry. Uh, Dave, thank you very much. What was the interaction between Tua and, and Teron Armstead at the half? Looks like oh, he, yeah. was, he was I, like pumping him up. Maybe Teron was telling him he was battling through stuff. I, I, I don't know. That, that I couldn't quite make it out. I think that was my perception. They, they, you could clearly see that they cut hard knocks, wasn't going to show different portions of that conversation. Probably because maybe Teron was telling him I'm soldiering through some stuff right now. But I think that happened right after to, like Teron whiffed on a block and it got to a creamed. I don't think it was a sack because I believe Lester Cotton gave up the only sack. It was a Parsons nail in the back where he got called for roughing right before, right before the touchdown, right before the touchdown. I think you're right. I think you're right. And it, it and it was clearly Tehran just whiffed on it, and you know maybe Tehran was like apologizing or whatever, whatnot. Tehran's such a stand-up guy, um, but I also love the, the what he said to Tehran at the end, where he's he's telling him, "Hey, we're running it left, Tehran. This is all you. Like this is all you and your guys. Like let's get this done." And that was at the end of the game when Jeff Wilson. Now, coincidentally, Jeff cuts it right. So, you know, I prop, props to Jeff for, for reading his instincts or or maybe the Dallas Cowboys overplayed it left. So um, that that was a very uh, I, I love so many different moments from that episode. I still didn't, didn't even go through all of them. Um, OK, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's move on to more questions. JC Norval, thanks very much for the contribution. Best in the business. Keep it up. Look forward to you guys every day. That is very kind of you, JC. Mm -hmm. Love hearing those comments. 
to uh, another moment I loved was Tariq at in the second half, basically saying, "Money down to a throw to me, no matter what." Yep. And he had another quarter. Uh, when, when Tariq says that to you, exactly what you're gonna say? You, you're gonna say yes, sir. Um. Oh, and then he goes, and at one point he goes, "Like I'm waking up now." Did he? I missed that. Yep. Hmm. I'm waking up now. Okay, let's see what we got here. Ohio John. Hey, hey, Ohio John. What's happening, brother? I know this team has some gym rats, but I noticed with all the practice they show on Hard Knocks, they never get into weight room sessions. Do they not do that once the season starts? Oh, absolutely. They do that all the time. Sometimes they do that after practice. Like they're they're different. They they weight lift weights all the time, bro. They lift weights all the time. They have yeah, and I, I don't know what, what the entertainment value of that would be. Um, yeah, no, I I don't know what the entertainment value is either of that. Like, do do I know on Instagram we watch people lift weights all the time, but I have no desire to see uh, people lift weights. No, unless it's somebody who's who's lifting a ridiculous weight. No? Uh, this is going to be very quick and very quick and painless. Justin, how I'm going to be good to go this weekend? Wouldn't count on it. Omar? Yeah. No, I wouldn't count on it either. Um, I I will when the minute Holland actually practices practices, we'll let you know. But he's not returning until he practices practices. Juan Lopez, thank you very much. Crazy how this team has a four K QB, two one K wide receivers, and a one K rusher. Yeah, it's quite it's quite the explosive offense. Quite the explosive finesse offense. <laughs> I, 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 I go go there. I almost snuck that in. Uh, are you really going to go there? Not a power offense. Come on, me, man. Me and Joe Shad, we're going to double team you this week, man. Like, listen, you got you got to put some respect on them. They are not. How, how is that? Is How is that not respect? To me, it's actually more impressive what they're doing than the purely power offense like Tennessee used to have. And by the way, San Francisco is not a pure power offense because a lot of it is, again, is misdirection. Yeah, and all that. The two teams who, who do pre-snap motion the most in the NFL by far. Dolphins so you do motion, you're not a power offense. Come on, bro. Motion is just identifying. You're missing my point again, Omar. You're missing the point. That's right. part of the mo of being a, a a unit based on motion, deception, timing, and all that good stuff. And execution more so than your Tennessee, your Philadelphia, your Steelers when they had Jerome Bettis, those type of teams. And on so defense, because obviously, I, because I motion and I work on deception and I work on timing, that doesn't mean I can't punch you in the mouth. That doesn't mean I can't if run. I, the ball. If I'm blocking with guys coming at all different angles as opposed to straight up, straight ahead. Oh, so just because I just because I don't straight up, straight up attack you, I'm finesse. Like, come on, bro. If you're this, oh is, this is this is this is this is such or how a, about it's okay how about it's a stupid discussion because they obviously mix it a, a little stupid bit, discussion a little bit of a, to it me a power, okay then in that case i'm going to completely disagree with you because yes a power team it goes straight straight at you i'm coming at you and you know i'm you know i'm coming and i'm going to do this and you're going to stop it that's what baltimore does and you don't think baltimore does motion you don't think Baltimore no, does deception? much less, dude. Nobody does it even a third of the time that the Dolphins or San Francisco do it. So that makes me not finesse. That makes me a. a it's a, part of the whole team? thing. My God, it's impossible. Okay, let's go on to get questions because it's a lot more interesting than this conversation here. Oh, I think they like the conversation. Oh my God, you're driving me you, nuts. You, you will put some respect on their non-finesse offense. They are an all-encompassing offense. 
that has finesse element and power elements to them. Fine. Don't call it a power offense. It's not a power offense. I didn't say it was a power okay. offense. Okay. Obviously, but dude. Every, it a finesse offense. Obviously, every, okay, but please apply nuance when I say that. Obviously, every team uses different variations and different forms. First and foremost, what makes the Dolphins go is rhythm, speed, timing, execution, the motion. It's not because of how overly physically powerful they are. Sorry. Okay. Okay, thank you. And what makes them great is that they can do everything. They can do everything. Okay, whatever. They, they can't cover third and short, but they can do everything. Okay, then they can't do everything. Uh, it's right. very hard to call them. Different. I will never accept they were a power team when they they practically did their third and one conversion rate sucks. I will allow that. Sorry? I said I will allow that. Okay, I will you. allow that. That's very kind of you. GOI, sir, thank you. All winning teams we had played lost previous previous game. Uh, no, that I've seen that before, and that's incorrect because when the Dolphins played Buffalo, they had just smoked Washington the week before. So, I mean, you're not the first one who's brought that up. It applies for Casey. They had lost at Denver. It applies to the Eagles. They had lost against the Jets. And it applied to Dallas. They had lost against Buffalo. And I'm not 100% sure exactly what. Yeah, I saw that, Jabari. I was ignoring it for a while. I, was, I wasn't I was going to ignore it totally. But if you haven't looked at the stats this year with a cheetah, not on the field. He has a higher rating than Tua, than Tariq off and uh, then on. Okay. I am not, unlike Omar, married to the passer rating. Which, if and if, for example, I'll use the Jets game as an example, where two is basically dinking and dunking the entire game except for the one bomb to Jalen Waddle, and his passer rating was very good because of it. So, I, if you're going to tell me it's the same offense when Tyreek's not on the field, by all means, go for it. But I'm going to say no. I, I I don't disagree with you. Um, I have not seen these two of Tyreek on, Tyreek off the field, and I damn sure ain't going to do it because Tyreek is on and off the field a ridiculous amount of times. Um, it's hard to keep track of Tyreek, to be honest with you. Um, but I would love to see those numbers because I'm I'm now curious. But, yes, when Tyreek isn't on the field, there's a, lot, a whole lot of dink and dunk. I mean, it's – and more often than not, when there's a big first down to be had, it goes to Tyreek. I mean, and that ain't no, that ain't a coincidence. So, okay. Uh, and I don't know what the overall point of that was. Um, what do you mean? You don't know what the overall point of what it was? That Tua doesn't need Tyreek? Okay. No, I think, I think people are saying you're, 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 you're saying this offense is a byproduct of Tyreek and they're no, saying. No, I didn't say that. I, what I said, so I'm quoted accurately, is what makes this offense truly special is Tyreek. That's what makes this offense truly special, and I think Tua and Tyreek and Mike McDaniel would all say that, is that everybody plays to their strengths. And that includes Tyreek, who's got the, that, the most strength. What does, mean? what does that mean? That means the offense is custom built for the talent that they have around, uh, that, that they have. Like there's certain, I'll tell you again, um, the, the teardrop pass that Tua throws um, to, the, to the corner to the corners. Okay. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I would say maybe 30% of quarterbacks in the NFL actually can make that throw to it. That's his best throw. Consistently fair. Okay. You build the offense around that throw. I mean, if you, if you made that throw, if you made, duh, that, I mean, duh. Yeah. But if you built that 
throw, if you built that throw into an offense for Ryan Tannehill, it ain't going to look the same. Correct. And then you're a bad coach who deserves to be fired. I mean, okay. I, I, that's uh, why, that's why my thing is like, okay. I mean, it's kind of, kind of the essence of coaching is you maximize. Yeah, but We've covered a lot of coaches who couldn't build an offense around Adam Gase could not build an offense around the talent he had. Adam Gase just could build an offense that he knew that was a cookie cutter offense and everybody needed to fit into it. Yeah, I said it. I said it. And yet, and yet, the and, first I like year, Adam Gase. and yet the first year he built it around the running game because they had, and, he, and you know, he hated every second of it. Did he, did he not do it? He did it, but he hated every second of it. Okay. Let's go back to Frank. Frank, thanks again. Is Duke Riley 80% of Baker or 100% of Baker? The guy seems impactful and Hard Knocks highlighted his leadership. I don't know if Hard Knocks highlighted his leadership, but... They, they showed him giving a speech on the sideline after. Yeah, okay. Okay. He's, and who's going to break it down? Duke's going to break it down. Everybody knows because Duke talks. Okay. So there you go. Uh, so what's your percentage? Percentage that Duke is of Baker. I'm sorry. Um, Duke is 80% of Baker. And will he be 80% of Baker when Baker is is 80%? I don't know. You're higher. Duke is what? 90% of Baker? Yeah. yeah. They are not the same players, man. I, one has been a starter every player, year of his career. If they were the same player, I'd say 100%. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, I'm exasperating you, aren't I? <laughs> Good. Turn about fair play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well played. Touche on your part. Um I keep looking at questions. Yes. We we we're we're sorry if we missed your, your super chat questions. We're getting heavily criticized for not scouring and addressing every super chat question. We do our best. We absolutely do our best. What what I would encourage you to do is not repeat things that you say. If you said something. One or two times in the chat, trust me, we're going to get to it. If you said it 20 times in the chat, it's hard to find other things people have said. Vic, thank you very much for the contribution. Shout out to my wife, Jessica, from you guys. Absolutely. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. How are you doing? She puts up with my dolphin fandom and is a trauma ICU nurse in Ocala, Florida. She is a rock. Fins up. Give it up for Jessica. trauma ICU nurse. Oh yeah. my God. I got, I got a good story to tell on this one, um, man. Um, went to the emergency room at the hospital. My wife works at, um, I think she had stomach food poisoning from when this was on Christmas Eve from a burger that she ate from Burger King. And literally while she's in there and she's getting treatment and we're, 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 we're in like a, you know, a, a room in the emergency room and, and it's, it's, um, she's sleeping, she's falling asleep and there are people that are coming in and it's like heavy, hot action in the trauma ICU unit. Okay. And literally they bring in this guy from a car accident and the blinders are not like all the way closed. And so I'm literally just, I'm watching all that's going on, okay? And they're doing some tr trauma. And your wife is a nurse as well. They're doing some really heavy stuff, okay? And the guy dies on the cart. That's, that's rough. And I'm like watching it like it's a show. And you heard the line, you saw the line. I, I, saw, I saw everything. Literally saw everything. Like I'm sitting there watching Grey's Anatomy or one of those shows, 
And then literally the guy died. These people picked up and just moved on with their life. And another crew came up and cleaned them up, bagged them up. And I'm there, I'm watching the whole thing. And I'm like, holy crap. That was the first time I ever seen a guy die. And I was, it was, and what these people have to emotionally go through. Oh my God. It's, I probably put it second only to uh, police officers. And I was married to a police officer in a previous life. And God, did they deal with some trauma? But um, my, um, um, anyway, let me not say. Yeah, that. no, and then and no, I got that too. No, my my brother is a doctor, and he came across a, a bus accident carrying elderly tourists that fell down like a ravine and a ravine, and he was like talking about the scene that he saw. I would like shook him up a little bit. No, it's that's that's why everybody in the medical profession. I mean, major hat tip to Absolutely. everybody. And again, one more time for Jessica, hat tip to you, Jessica. Mm -hmm. have to, to you and a, a tremendous respect for the things that you do and how you help save lives because man i couldn't handle that pressure every day uh <coughs> well, no and it's and, and as you mentioned it's also one of those where you can't take it home with you and it's it's gonna you're gonna lose patience and you know it's gonna uh, you, you know what's funny? Let me let me address this. Let me let me address this. Scorched Earth. Go ahead. Or scorched Earth firearm training. I did Jalen's first post game interview in Jacksonville as a rookie, and even then he didn't like giving interviews. That's all cool, well and good. However, Jalen Ramsey had a podcast, a weekly podcast, um, last season with the with the Ravens um, that he did interviews was media and basically talked about the game and and whatever situation they'll do it when it benefits them um this is part of your job it comes with your heavy salary um it is literally a responsibility that you are required to talk to the media twice a week put your big boy pants on suck it up and make the best of it and truthfully speaking if you don't want to talk we don't care because we don't need to talk to you but if you are going to talk, whether they make you or not, like, don't be a. <laughs> less, less than pleasant fellow. Yeah, don't be a less than pleasant fellow. And truthfully speaking, ain't nobody twisting your arm. If you don't want to talk, we don't want, we don't care. We don't, we don't want to talk to you. Like, there are guys that we have, we don't like, and we haven't talked to you all season. Like. We're not that media crew and contingent. Okay. So, and, yeah. No, and then I, I reached out to, to you know, a colleague who covers the Rams and was told that he was he was great when he was there. And yeah. then his reputation early on is was exactly that that he wasn't particularly. Um, every interview that I, that we've done with him that that I've been a part of, it's it's like I'm doing it because I have to. And when is this going to be over? It's that okay. that that's that's the feeling he projects. That's like where other guys like will engage and like like Raheem, for example. Most are a good example. Uh, we don't need that. We we were no. All right, I, I'm with you. I'm like you don't want to talk to us. That's fine. We won't talk to you. Uh, there are times, however, though, when if if there's something newsworthy. And last week there was with Ramsey because of the whole shadowing issue. It was I mean, newsworthy to get his take on the whole thing. And we didn't make the story. Correct. Kevin, and it comes with, as you said, it comes with the territory, especially if you're a high-profile player and you have the salary to, that goes with it. Kevin, again, this is a good question. Who is your most improved player on the team with two games left? That's a very good question. 
Andrew Van Ginkle. I knew you. I knew that's where you were going to go. Uh, Bro, that dude's impactful, impact player in the NFL. Like but he, was, he was, but he was so solid though. Bro, he got replaced like two times. I mean, McDaniel era, absolutely, he got replaced. He was never a full time starter before. Yeah, he was. He was a full time starter was with, um, with uh, Flores. Oh, or was it? Hold on. Yeah, he was a full time uh, starter. I mean, he's kind of a, he's kind of the obvious, I would say. Oh, or in a very in a oh, hold on, a second. I'll give you another one. Yeah, he started was a full time starter two four two four years. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, another one, most improved player, Kendall Lamb. Like that dude started half the year. I don't even know if it's fair to call him a backup. But but he was good. I'll give you another one. Bradley Chubb, which is weird because you wouldn't think of him as a dude. What was he? How did he perform when he after he joined the Dolphins last year? He made the Pro Bowl. What do you like? Oh, that's right. He didn't cover the team last year. Well, take my word for it. He was not impactful, impactful in the least. He made the Pro Bowl on reputation. And when he did make the Pro Bowl, it was like, what? Um, <laughs> and this year, he's going to make the Pro Bowl and deservedly so. So he I didn't would, know they have more sacks than everybody, than, than every Dolphins team in franchise history. Yeah, You're I didn't not. know that either. Um, Brett put it out there, Brett, and I was like, "Bert, yeah. like every already with two games left, can you believe that?" Well, I also keep, also keep in mind that the NFL season was fourteen games until. Well, you can check your head. A lot of sixteen-game seasons. I understand that, but I'm saying if you look at their Super Bowl teams, I don't think the seven. I think the seventy-three team was more about getting sacks than the 72 team. Um, I know they had one dude, Bill Stanfield, hey, and had 18 and a half. Did um, they even pass back in those days? 72, 73? Dolphins, dolphins, didn't, dolphins didn't pass very much. Uh, Dale Finn here suggests Jason Sanders is the most improved. Um, do you know he's 22nd? Oh, I didn't even get this on. I had to read this like three times. Laugh out loud. I just saw this on X. Flores seeing that Tua gifted the entire QB room golf simulators. That's that's funny. Like, um, yeah, but what was, what was the? What it, was it's the probably a gif. Like, <laughs> I could I could probably make it in. I could see where the creative yeah, lines. Uh, because the whole knock and this is the, uh, we could, I could put this out there now. The whole knock on Tua during the Flores era was that he wasn't committed to being the best quarterback that he could be. Um, and he wasn't committed to the game because Tua became obsessed with golf and golfed too much, allegedly. Yeah, no, I remember that. And the whole thing that he may or may not have gone golfing the, the morning of a game against the Baltimore don't, Ravens, actually. Don't um, do that. I got to throw this one at Dominique. Poop, didn't you cover the Super Bowl teams? Ha! I'm old. I'm not that old. Uh, I'm old enough to actually have to remember seeing the games. Boring games. But the Dolphins won both of them. Uh, Austin Jackson, by the way. What about him? Uh, people throwing him out there for most improved. Uh, okay. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, Unleash the Fury. Tom Brady said it best. We are all system QBs. And okay. I don't, I, I, I don't believe in system QBs, just so you're correct. Well, but, yeah. 
obviously a good coach is going to tailor the offense to what your quarterback does best. The the, the whole question, the, again, because it's not this way, all the way over here or all the way over there, there are certain quarterbacks who can fit into more systems than others. That's the whole. And then when you throw okay. the term system quarterback, it's a suggestion that that particular quarterback has a more limited number of schemes that where he can succeed as opposed to others. That's that's where you say system quarterback. But obviously, to build an offense that's not catered to your quarterback's skill set is stupid. If we're if we're going back into the history of these offenses, and and I hear where you're coming from, and I respect it, the foundation of the offense of the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers run is Mike Shanahan's offense. He actually, in his offense, needs, wants, prefers athletic quarterbacks who can scramble. So, every Mike Shanahan, yes, Mike Shanahan read his book. That's the reason why they drafted the kid that they traded Miami's picks for. Talk to players who played in that system, Brandon Marshall. Like, trust me, they they want that system. Jake Plummer is the ideal quarterback for that okay. system. Um, John Elway is the ideal quarterback for that system. And John Elway had scrambling ability. Now, does it does that mean you absolutely need it? No, because two is not a scrambler. And and hell, Brock Purdy. The scrambling kid, Trey Lance, did you know he he got outperformed? I think systems evolve based on the skill sets of the players that you have, and I I don't believe You're that, right. and that's what I just said. You tailor your your scheme. You tailor your scheme to the. To what that's why I don't believe there's such a thing as a system quarterback. I'm sorry, Michael Vick would be a success in any system that you put him in because he was dynamic at everything that he generally did, except for working hard. Like, uh, I, I'm you're, sorry. You're talking about a freakish athlete over there, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Lamar, you're telling me that Lamar, there's systems that Lamar Jackson can't work in? Are you telling me that there's systems that Tom Brady can't work in? Are you telling me there's systems that, that Aaron Rodgers can't work in? Yes, Aaron Rodgers has played in the same damn system his whole career. Right. That, that helps him. Drew Brees played in the same system for over a decade. That helps him. I think it's just, it's about adding to... I think the successful system quarterbacks are guys who've been in systems for six, seven years, and their playbook or institutional knowledge is extensive. Look at where Tua is from year one to year two in the same system. It's 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 about growth and just adding on to things. Like I heard that Tom Brady's playbook was like seven hundred plays, and after accumulating it for for what God for fourteen years, you understand why it was seven hundred plays, but. I don't, I don't see Tom Brady as a system quarterback, and that's that's just me. I don't, I've never really believed in that whole system quarterback thing. Matt Schaub was a system quarterback in this similar offense. Um, in Commander Pick Six. Uh, wow. Um, Matt, I, I, I like I like Matt Schaub. I thought he was a, he was a decent quarterback, but then he started getting the pick sixes. And Matt were- Ryan was in this system and had an MVP season. Is does Matt Schaub fit this system or is he a system quarterback? I, I just don't, you know, I'm sorry, not Matt Schaub, Matt Ryan. Uh, and I'm not even a Matt Ryan fan, but his best year came in this system. Yeah. And they also had a ridiculous team around, ridiculous team around them. Um, they I did. think we've hit every super chat question. I, I am trying. 
you double check. I'm going to go look in the, 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 the other questions. And yes, Stomp the Yard was the movie. Um, a phenomenal movie, by the way. Um, Lamar misses a lot of throws. Are we really going to do this? We're not doing that. Not this week. And we're not putting any disrespect on Lamar's name. Not this week. If I have to hear the Lamar another good passer, um, seriously. Lamar and Poop, in truth, to is there truth to golf gate in Yes. He wasn't supposed to play, right? Was that the game with the thumb? Correct. And this is the one that I see people saying he's 2-0 against Baltimore. He's not 2-0 against Baltimore because he didn't start that Thursday night game. He came in off the bat. Hold on. Did he did he did came in and win, right? Yes. Because that was a game that McDaniel – I mean, that was a game that – Yeah, the defense won. The defense won. Where X had a, had a fumble return for a touchdown. They won 22-10. to 10. Give me a break. Seriously. They won 22-10. to 10. Brissett started. Uh, wasn't moving the offense. Mike McDaniel thought my uh, not Mike McDaniel. Brian Flores kept wanting to play Brissett because he liked him better than Tua, and that was just effing stupid. Tell me it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it was stupid. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. It's not stupid. No, no, I, I yeah, I'll tell you what else was stupid. By the way, the whole handling of Tua in the first two years was. Completely mind block, mind blogging, mind boggling. Starting with putting him in the lineup prematurely and as a rookie when the when the Dolphins were. were it was in- like everything that they did was. Tr- it feels like in hindsight, intentional sabotage. No, you disagree. No, I I think what I what I believe happened in the in the first place is as a rookie they had decided their buy was going to be like week nine or 10 or whatever, no matter what two is coming in after the buy. Well, the schedule got changed because of COVID and the, the, the buy winds up being week seven. And then they stuck to that plan. This, this, despite the fact that they were coming off two 20 point wins with Fitzpatrick. And traumatized the whole team by stealing it from the veteran that everybody loved and then handed yes. it to the unproven rookie. You don't yes. think that's sabotage? And then to put him up against the the fierceful, forceful Los Angeles Rams for his very first start against the NFL's best defense. You actually you think, think that Brian, you think uh, Brian Flores decided to like make the switch so he could go in there against the Rams and face that tough and, test. And, and then you could prove that he's not ready and I could go back to what I was doing. But then that's the case. When why don't you just delay his, his entry into the starting lineup? Brian Flores was insubordinate on many levels, and you have to acknowledge that. So you don't think that at, at some point, considering his very um, toxic relationship with Tua, that at some point something that he did was was intentional sabotage? Like, he wasn't, Tua wasn't ready to start when you put him in the starting lineup. Nobody will tell you he was ready to start. And you did it anyway. Like you traumatized the whole team just saying, all right, we're ready. Two of you ready. Go in. Like against the best defense in the NFL, your first start. Like, come on, man. Don't think, don't think that was pure intent. Or don't think that Chris Greer forced his hand. When did Chris Greer ever force his hand? No, no it wouldn't be Chris, Chris Greer. Chris Greer was weekly on a weekly basis sabotaging his own team in 2020, 2019. And and Brian Flores was ignoring him on a regular basis. Like, so don't sit here and think that, oh, they forced his hand by starting Tua. 
Like, nah. And and you know, Brian Flores didn't have any goodwill or intentions for Tua from the start. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Come on. It's a combine meetup. Like, I don't even understand why Brian Flores allowed them to draft Tua. Well, because he didn't have a say in the matter. That's no, he had to because Chris Greer is not going to give him a quarterback. Chris Greer has said to me verbatim, I'm not going to give a head coach a quarterback he doesn't want. Okay, then answer then answer your question. I don't know. I it makes no sense to me. Okay, hold on. Let me okay, let me address this. Unleash a flare. Okay, I, you may be onto something there. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. And then uh, unleash a fury poopy is two and oh, he was part of two scoring drives with a rushing TD. The one loss record, which I despise when you're talking to quarterbacks, applies when the guy starts the game. Okay. So seriously, don't take wins. Uh, for example, Tua got credit for the win at Las Vegas in 2020 when it was Ryan Fitzpatrick who came off the bench to 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 win the game. So no, he doesn't. He did not win the game against Baltimore. Tua is telling. I mean, Poupard is telling the truth. And this was another case of it wasn't Brissett either who should get the, the W. They won 22 to 10 with a defensive touchdown. And uh, it's consistent that he does not like win-loss records being on quarterbacks. This is one of our major gripes in our relationship that there's and, no – there is no – it's an absolute impasse, and we will not move, be moving past it. Nope. Nope. Uh, Juan, again, thank you very much. I don't think there are system QBs. I think all QBs have potential. And it's all about the coach getting the potential out of them. The QBs that aren't successful don't have a good system around them. Or or there's some QBs who are just not that good. Yeah. I, I don't. I've seen quarterbacks in good systems that just aren't good. Like, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, a lot of people are praising him for what he's doing. I saw a stat. As well they should. He's playing, he's playing really yeah. well. I saw a stat that he's outperforming Tom Brady mm-hmm. in like a number of key statistics. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, props to um, Todd Bowles and his staff for for actually get. I always thought Baker Mayfield was a good quarterback, just in bad situations. So there are good quarterbacks in bad situations. He was. Come on, he was. Speaking, oh, speaking of, of good quarterbacks in bad situations. And you're going to have to give me this one because early, early on when there's certain teams had bad quarterback problems and there were no solutions in sight did i not say somebody should go out there and get joe flacco yes you did and i said joe flacco is done stick a fork in him he's been done and lo and behold he's got the browns in contention for the number one seat i was having a conversation with with, with, with my friend um technically they can win the number one seat correct yes yes what has to happen they win two Baltimore loses two, so they finish at 12 and five, and the Dolphins finish 12 and five. Then the Dolphins would have to beat Baltimore or lose to Buffalo. These are all very possible things. Because Baltimore I mean, will play at the end of the season for Mike Tomlin. And if he doesn't get beat the Browns this week, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, P- Pittsburgh. If he doesn't beat the Browns this week, then that Ravens season finale is for Mike Tomlin's winning record. And we damn sure know. That's gonna happen. No, so. the Steelers play at Seattle this week, and then they got Baltimore. They are at Baltimore in the final week. Baltimore in the final week. So who do the Steelers play this week? Anyway, no. I'll look it up. No, no, no. You said Steelers. Steelers are at Seattle. Cleveland has the Jets at home on Thursday night, and they're at Cincinnati. So chances oh. are they finish twelve and five. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and a quick note on that: if the Dolphins 
go at least one and one their their last two games. They're assured of the, well, if they they win their last two, they're the number one seed. If they go one and one, they're assured of no worse than the number two seed. Okay. All right. <clears throat> no. Thank you, Noel. All the QB win loss record means is the QB was present during those wins and losses. Nothing more. Thank you, Noel. You're the man. I know a lot of guys, Noel, and you're one of them. Okay. <laughs> we disagree, Noel. <laughs> we do. What's Holland? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm just two is 34 and 17. None of the guys in his draft class win that much. Anyway, okay. see, look at Poop. Look at Poop. Look, what, what, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He, it's just his body's rejecting this comment. Uh, I, I just better, I, You can say he's better than Herbert all you want, and I'm still going to ask Omar the same question I've always asked, and he's still going to give me the same answer with the same caveat. I'm not answering any questions from you. Okay. You know exactly where I'm going with that. Oh, and in fact, I'm going to bring this up. The Athletic take it for what it's worth did in their power rankings this week listed their MVP for every team for the dolphins. They had Tyreek Hill and for the LA chargers, even though his numbers this year were not impressive in the least. And he's been on IR. They had Justin Herbert. And even at that, and for those who say I'm a Herbert lover, whatever to me, that wouldn't have been the choice for the chargers. To me, the choice would have been Khalil Mack who's got like 15 sacks, but uh, just for those who want to keep poo-pooing on Herbert all the time, um whatever um castro says flowers is a dog and i absolutely do agree with him zay flowers is that dude he's the he's the closest thing i've i've seen to tyreek hill in the nfl since teams have been searching for the next tyreek hill dog one what i'm trying to say is if lamar would have been drafted by the bears he would be justin fields He's much better. He's much better than Justin. I think Juan has a very good point. I do think Juan but has a very good point. There is there is some merit, but I think Lamar Lamar Jackson is better than Justin. I, I saw another stat breakdown which showed Lamar statistically in the last five games with Justin Fields statistically in the last five games. They were trying to portray it as oh, Justin Fields isn't a problem. And I disagree because Justin Fields is the problem. He's not that good at quarterback. Um but, you know, bad teams do bad things or make bad decisions. This is just a reality of, of, of the world in the NFL. Yes, they caught my cameo. I'm, I'm curious if anybody's going to – nobody cares about me that much. So, no. Oh, Jesus. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wah, wah. No, 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 no. Like, I, give, me, give me a break. Come on, people. Tell Omar how much you care about him. No, 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 no. That's not the point I'm making. Um, I did see myself, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." I was wearing that outfit. I was, I was looking at myself. You know, would Mike be Daniel be impressed with those shoes that I was wearing? Because something we we have a special thing, you know, me and Mike, where we, you know, we check out each other's shoes. Like, you, 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 yeah, he showed me the last game, the last. Uh, no, it wasn't the last one. What home game was it? He walked in, and he goes, and he goes. Um, you see my off-whites? I say, yeah, I see him. Um, but he always wears off-whites to the game, which is why. And I'm a little disappointed because, like, I think – I know he has to wear Nikes, but there are other Nikes that he can wear. And I'm like, why do you just consistently do the off-whites? But I don't want to ask him that at a press conference because, you know. Please don't. 
There are people who are really obsessed with his sneakers. I am one of them. And, and, his, clothing, and, yet, and his glasses. And, his and, yet for me, and yet for me, no, I couldn't care less personally, with, with all due respect. But hey. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Mike McDaniel wear anything that isn't Dolphins garb that isn't more expensive than $400. Uh, it, that isn't less expensive than $400. And you're like, who cares? I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to see if I, if I can muster a care level higher than <laughs> yeah. Mike from and Sorry. I mean, it's what it's what he likes. It's what no, he does. I mean, okay, he's a different kind of coach. He's he's completely different, and part of it is is he he's he's swaggy. Okay. Yeah. I have to just uh, no. Hold on, that's not here we go. Pupar had a had had to a big drink for this, and I'm not sure if you're talking about this. What is it? Oh, yeah, hold on, it's gonna show up. It's, it's water. The color. It's a color. It's always it never shows up. It's water. Can we get Claypool the ball in space? Um, I'd rather get Claypool the ball in the end zone, but I I hear what you're saying. Um, it is what it is, bro. He made a tackle. The whole team celebrated in, on special teams. Like, I think Lamar is way better too, in my opinion. If Justin would have been drafted by the Ravens, he wouldn't be as bad as he is now. No, that is, yeah, it helps to be drafted by a good organization. That is facts. That is facts. Um, he'd be the next Joe Flacco. Uh, it's an interesting here. Kevin, is the potential for inclement weather this weekend in Baltimore still a worry or narrative for this year's team, or just a response to historical December woes? I looked at the app I looked at was which AccuWeather called like what 45 to 51 and didn't see rain in the forecast. So I, I know Buddy Todd said that. Um, maybe he got it from somewhere else, a different source that there could be rain. Um, he does live there. No, correct. Well, the, the weather app, they don't have to live there for a weather app. I'm just saying the, the weather app I saw. Um, are the worries still there? Well, here's the thing. If, we, if we're going back to, for example, the Buffalo game last year was in the cold. It was very cold, but it was dry until there was like a, some, some snow late and Tua played well. The Tennessee game in 2021, it was raining and it was cold and he played like crap. If it's raining and it's cold, yeah, those are they're tough conditions, to, you know, to throw in regardless. Um, so, um, and considering the Dolphins have the more explosive passing game of the two teams, you prefer the weather to be as nice as possible. Mm-hmm. Unless the Dolphins decide to show they're a pure power team and just pound the Ravens into submission. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're trying to do there. I'm not biting. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, this, hold on. It's disrespectful, but since the Dolphins won 30-0 without him, it's easier to make a case for a QB than a receiver who has missed a game. And listen, we're not going to do this, Tyreek. Tyreek has told you. Two is the MVP. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. That's told you it is a QB award. With all due respect. Tyreek has told you it is a QB And we're not going to do that. They played an, an, a, an offensively deficient team who they knew couldn't score five points the entire game. So they had a very conservative game plan with a lot of yak and insane amount of short throws with the one deep ball. Again, 
it, it was one game. And if you, if, if you look at the overall body of work and what the Dolphins offense has done, you can decide for yourself if you think it's more about Tua than Tyreek, then go for it. That's fine. Okay? But don't tell me just because the Dolphins spanked the Jets 30 to nothing um, in a game where the quarterback was, had to, was asked to do an extraordinary small amount of heavy lifting. Yeah, sorry. That's not, not a convincing argument for me. All right. Hold on. I, there was a couple. There's one I saw here I wanted to address. Uh, and I got to find it. Let me just double check these super chats since we. we... Okay. Here's my first question here. She borrowed me, Brad. Why, Poop, can you ask Omar? You, you can ask him yourself, but sure, I'll ask for you. Can you ask Omar why we drafted two if our coach wanted Herbert? Whose call was it since Greer doesn't give coaches QBs they don't want? He did not want Herbert. He wanted Jordan Love. He didn't want, he wanted to draft an offensive lineman first and then draft Jordan Love with the 18th pick. Um, I, when you, you, on draft day, you do not put together your board. You put together your board way ahead of draft day mm -hmm. and you stack up your players and rate them in the order. So obviously, a, the collection of people in the room that, make up the decision makers decided that Tua was rated ahead of Herbert Tua was rated ahead of love. And if he was there at five, that they take him despite the injury. Now, does that mean that Brian Flores was, was totally on board with this? It does not, but he would have have to have come out and said to Chris Greer, I don't want to coach Tua. And I don't believe that he said that, which is why Tua was the pick and this organization was intentionally tanking for Tua for an entire year, whether Brian Flores liked it or not. They had had their eyes on Tua since 2018, and I know that for a fact, and proposed the tanking and executed it. I remember exactly when I heard about the proposal of the tanking and executed it. Um, Tannehill was the quarterback for a game that was very monumental and he lost it and it was proposed to me the night before it happened. So anybody who thinks that, oh, the tanking was, oh, coincidental. No, that was planned. So, and unfortunately the coach that you hired did not like the guy and did not support the tank. And then the guy was forced on him. And there clearly was a lot of resentment built up from the and, guy. And, 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 yeah, and there's some shaky, like, you should have hired a guy who was on board for the tanking. Then again, it's kind of delicate to talk about tanking when you're hiring a coach. It's It was a very... Yes, and, uh, and technically, you're not supposed to be tanking, even though we know everybody in the NFL tanks. But, right. you know, Dolphins were punished for all of these bad misdeeds and they lost his first round draft pick and paid a ridiculous fine. And Steve Ross had to stay away from the team for half a year. So this is all water under the bridge. We've all moved on. The divorce okay. has happened. Let's to is happily married to Mike McDaniel. He's the best yes. thing since sliced bread. And when he wins MVP, he'll become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. No, but okay. Uh, let's the resolute graphics, getting the ball out. Fast, that fast and reading the defense that quick is heavy lifting every game. JS, I assume that means just saying, here's the thing. 
throwing a bubble screen is, is not again that's sorry that's not heavy lifting okay or doing a doing a little toss in front when the guy's running a jet sweep that's not heavy lifting you know yes. they do not do that all the time so stop I, that. I didn't say they do that all the time i said look at the game against the jets the resolute graphics is having an issue with me saying that two of them do a whole lot of lifting against the jets and please go rewatch the game where's i mean like it's it's really quick throws to the outside that's not heavy lifting. And and under circumstances where he's throwing more down the field, yes, reading the defense is absolutely a skill. And if it's not heavy lifting, well. why can't Brock Osweiler do it? Wow. Why don't you go uh, – I don't know. Why don't you go uh, with a difference, more obscure reference? The hell did – first of all, Brock Osweiler never played in this in this system. Even if he did uh, – even if he did play in the system – um, and you're talking about, with all due respect, actually considering he was another prickly guy in the Dolphin locker room who still was kind of a stiff. So, and I, I wouldn't. Come I, on, seriously. I, I, I disagree with your rationale that everybody can throw bubble screens. Everybody can't throw bubble screens. Anyway, I, they can't. Dude, come on, seriously, it's too. St- if, if, it was, if it was so easy to do, um, why couldn't they do it in 2019 when they had a horrible offense? With two as a quarterback. Because you you also have that wide receiver who can make a guy miss at the line of scrimmage. It's not just as simple as uh and as I recall, I think they did not in 2019, but oh. they did a lot in 2021 to Waddle, which is why his average was so was so poor. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, it's not 2019. Um it's 2021 was, and they did a lot of it with Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um okay. Not every quarterback, but a ton of quarterbacks can do that, that quick bubble screen. And again, sorry, there are games where two are really balled out. That game against the Jets, other than that beautiful throw to Waddle. Don't disagree with you. Wasn't was... a whole lot done there. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm I, I'm actually endorsing what you're saying. Look at that. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do one last I... quick go around here. Make sure we didn't forget anybody. Joey Harrington. Here's another blast from the past. Um, oh, Joey Harrington was horrible. It's better than Brock Osweiler. Yeah, Brock Osweiler was the basement of of mediocre quarterbacks. Here we go. Juan Lopez, I think it's impossible for – thank you again for always here to be MVP. Their success depends too much on the QB. Look at Devontae Adams. I don't think he's a pro bowler this year or running back has a better chance. I would agree with you that, generally speaking, absolutely quarterback has a, the best chance, running back, second wide receiver down the line. However – and this is this is where to me it's disrespectful that that a lot of Dolphins fans just do not understand the magnitude of what this dude does for your offense. Not only with the big plays over the top, the the number of times he gets himself wide open in clutch third down situations, and the space he creates for everybody on that offense. I think to me that's disrespectful to Tyree. But that's just me. Okay. I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I, I don't think it's only just Tyreek that spaces the offense. That's what? I don't think it's only Tyreek that spaces the offense. They're him and Waddle are spacers. Nobody fears Waddle the way they fear Tyreek. That, that's they still fear Waddle. It, it 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 adds a dynamic to it when you have two guys that space the field, which is why I consistently tell you Robbie Chosen is a very important element to the offense because He's going to space the field and keep everything consistent with what you were doing. Whereas nobody else is going to do that because I ain't running with Braxton Berrios and I ain't running with River Craycraft. 
and I'm not running with Chase Claypool, and I'm not running with Cedric Wilson. Oh, hold on, let me check that. It was New England against for the third game. Okay. Um, no, I'm trying to say that the game. I'm trying to say like Tyreek when Waddle's not there. There was a game in, against Denver. Um, the 70-20 game. I have okay. We do have another super chat. Mahomes just threw fourteen passes at or behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. And, and anyway, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure what the point is there, but um, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes right now is being victimized by by wide receivers who a lot of times can't get open and or dropping passes all over the place and or, or running the wrong routes. Yeah. Or, or yeah, it is what it is. Um. Well, thank you, folks. We have done 80 minutes. We or The episode is longer than the actual Hard Knocks episode. Like the episode, found a lot of things revealing about it. Um, hopefully, uh, they'll have a good material from this Ravens week of prep and this Ravens game. And we'll have another phenomenal episode for you next Tuesday. Um, as you know, All Dolphins podcast is part of alldolphins.com where you can go get your free coverage of your Miami Dolphins, the team you love by me and Poupard. Um, multiple stories, probably twice as many as your regular newspaper that you're paying a subscription for, and it's free. We appreciate you for watching. Give them the hat tip poop, and we will see you tomorrow when we recap the first day of practice for the Ravens. Thanks, everyone. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.